The game to end season number 102 of the NFL. That is what we witnessed on Sunday in Los Angeles, California. And the Los Angeles Rams are the NFL champions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition Super Bowl recap 2021 recap show of the Sunday card. Uh, right here, if you're listening, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen in. Dan Zampano here with you, our esteemed co-host, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, fresh off a profitable Super Bowl props show, as as usual. Why why am I not? Why am I surprised by that? You know. And of course, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, joins us. For one final time to wrap up 2021, Maddie, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I mean, as hard as it is to believe that you don't always win in gambling, so not every year has the Super Bowl been this good. But this was a good year. Except this was definitely a good year. We were high on T. Higgins. We were low on Cam Akers, and <laughs> kind of went that way during the game. You calling out nice little uh, sprinkle on the MVP pick, so that helped a little bit as well to line the not pockets. Bad. So not too shabby for uh, for a nice Super Bowl, and then. The game kind of went as we called it as far as spreading, spreading how it final and who the winner was. So yep, hadn't happened in a long time, but we had it in our bones. We felt it. We did feel it. 2008, the last time a team that was favored won but did not cover. That was the Steelers against the Cardinals, and it applied here. The points at the end of the day did matter. Now, I took the over, thought it was going to hit there at the end. Maybe, yeah. maybe not, but the under does catch for you my friend as well so that's a really good thing by the way on our show in just a few minutes we have a special guest on our show joining us former southern connecticut state owl (laughs) as as we all are kind of joined by that whole thing but he does a great podcast called the degree of difficulty podcast uh his name is aaron johnson i've been on his show before he's a great guy we'll have him on in a few minutes to discuss the whole wrapping up of 2021. But for now, quick assessments. I mean, first things first, guys, the halftime show was the most important thing of the game, right? I mean, that had to be it, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I was looking, you know, one of the times looking forward to the halftime show, not thinking like, uh, well, I guess I was maybe worried a little bit beforehand that if it, how it was going to go, it was going to fall flat. But at the end of it, it was like, damn, it's over. Like, it honestly was like kind of go. It felt like they were just getting momentum when it had to stop. Obviously, you're limited time you know we can't stop the Super Bowl for a concert but it's kind of felt like it was heading that way it did it felt like a big con Lou people are calling this the greatest halftime show ever ever no 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 let's let's not we I agree with if you enjoy hip-hop and rap and then it's your greatest ever but there's there's (laughs) some great ones that we definitely can't jump over here definitely not I don't know better than Prince or Michael Jackson no that's real tough I don't know. I'll, I'll side with Jason Whitlock and you on all that. Like I'm, I'm in on, on, on Prince and Michael Jackson. Those were definitely. I did. I did love this year. I thought I liked it. I wish Kendrick got a little more time, but you know, it is what it is. Well, they had to give enough time for 50 cent to hang upside down as usual, which was great. (laughs) Out of of left field. I'm like, why is he upside down and why why is he here why is he bulked i couldn't tell whether he was fat or jacked i couldn't wow. tell he has one of those bodies and then you know he's upside down to, to to boot so he's like batman 50 cent well how long was he upside down that's the only thing i noticed about <laughs> as far as it looked a little bigger was his head and i just thought maybe the blood all rushed to his head he might have been up there for the whole time with snoop and dre on the stage so 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we had 50 cents starting upside down. Having 50 cent was fantastic. I don't know why we had to hang him from <laughs> from, from, the his, from his legs from the ceiling. I don't understand. Is it a torch? Is it a torture chamber in that thing? But overall, I thought that was good. But let's get into the game, shall we? I, I really am interested. Good game, bad game, somewhere in between. Matty Ice. I thought it was good. I it was. I mean, last you know, comparing it to other Super Bowls, I thought there was at least a little bit of action. As you know, it was up in the air as far as who was going to take the game. Obviously, Bengals were. You know, Rams took the early lead. Bengals got it back, and then Rams ended up coming back in the end. So there was at least the score being close and a little bit of back and forth, not just one team kind of carrying away with it the whole time. But it did feel like a lack of, you know, explosive plays. The one explosive play, the biggest explosive play of the game, maybe a blatant face mask missed on it. And then obviously the way the game ended in the final two minutes was frustrating for everybody, I think, with three flags in the final two minutes inside of the 10-yard line. I Uh, loved it. I thought yeah, oh, never mind, never mind. Lewis, Lewis, I knew that was coming. Yeah, the FA for the flags. Yep. I, I could tell I could hear you screaming all the way from my house down down in Sea Town from New Haven. It was great. Um, no, I agree with you. I think uh I think this game, people are saying that it was a really good game and that it kind of capped off the playoffs really well. I don't know. I, I kind of said it was a is a decent game, more so. Good, not great. I'd give it a B kind of game because it was very jumpy. The game was very jumpy. You had a very slow start in the beginning uh, where teams were really feeling themselves out. Zach Taylor, not afraid to go for it right there in the beginning, not afraid to go for it later in the game on fourth down. Then you had a burst of just, you know, explosion where we had a couple of scoring drives back to back to back. Odell gets hurt. I think that was the biggest moment of the first half is the fact that Odell ends up getting hurt. But, you know, when that all happens, we have halftime. Bengals come right out in the second half, touchdown, interception, field goal right away, and it just died. The game died. And for the Bengals, that was the worst thing that could have happened is because, you know, when your foot – when you when you have them, when you have them pinned down, you got to snap the neck, right? I mean, that's what you have to do. And they could have put their foot down on this game, and they could just never find a way to get even a field goal probably would have put this game at least in a in a position where you know you're at least more comfortable with your lead that you have up by 10 some point in the fourth quarter so to me that's where the game kind of lost its ebb and flow but I I come back to this you know the penalties I I feel like we kind of got jobbed on this game Mm -hmm. to be quite honest with you with the with the penalties and the way that they were called and the way they weren't called that that T Higgins touchdown, unbelievably egregious. The Logan Wilson, who by the way had a the game of his life, Logan Wilson playing in the middle of linebacker there, him getting called on a holding penalty. By the way, the entire offensive line had a false start on that play, so they completely missed that. So you know, there's just so many things. It's like coulda, shoulda, woulda. But here's the kicker: neither team made any adjustments. The coaches did nothing to adjust in this game. They just kind of played the game like they would normally play. And at the end of the day, it just ends up that Matt Stafford says, screw it. I don't care if Cooper Cup's doubled or singled or not even covered. We're going to him at at, at this point because this is what got us here. Credit to McVay for going for it on fourth and one. I thought that was a ballsy thing to do. And, you know, it paid off for him big. And then he let Aaron Donald finish him off. So, you know, when two coaches really aren't impacting the game in either way, to me, talent wins. 
And the Rams won that game because of the talent they had on the field, not because of the coaching or anything else. Yeah, no, that's a great point. What, what do you think about, uh, again, so like I said, you, you did call Cooper Cup getting MVP, and I mm-hmm. thought the, again, the way they went to him in the fourth quarter, it was ridiculous how they were just going to force feed him the ball no matter what, because uh, the Bengals just don't have a corner really even two that are good enough to, to, to cover that guy with the season that he's had. Do you think that Donald deserved it, uh, the MVP over him at all? Because I know I've heard that a lot this week, or Stafford, but Stafford had the two picks. I know they weren't really his fault, but just the way this, the box score looked. Stafford made two costly. I mean, the one pick was a tip, but the, going for that deep ball down there and just kind of tossing that up right before the two-minute warning was kind of stupid. So, again, I don't think he did anything to deserve the MVP per se. Look, uh, to be honest with you, Odell was winning that MVP if he doesn't get hurt, like I'm telling you right now. And that's why, that's why I was so upset. Like, and just lost because a, I had Odell on every prop known to man. Odell was going off in that game. I mean, he was going off in that game. You could tell he was ready to roll. He had 52 yards in the first half. I already had a touchdown. You know, he was the, he was a problem for them. Had a, having a couple of big plays and just drawing coverage away from cup. I thought Cup absolutely deserved the MVP. I don't. I don't see how you could give it to really anybody else. You could argue Stafford, or you know, MVP is weird because MVP is also a stats driven, stats driven award. You know, I mean, yeah. With a with a, I mean, Von Miller, you could argue. I mean, I heard this week that Von Miller had twenty two pressures in the playoffs alone. You know, I mean, like that's freaking crazy. I mean, that guy is a stone cold Hall of Famer. Not even yeah. close. And congratulations to you, by the way, with him. At least you get some satisfaction seeing him win another one. But, you know, obviously you'd like to see it with your team. But, you know, to me, I'm a Detroit fan over here, okay? Yeah, I'm not a Detroit Detroit fan. I'm not not, going to raise a banner in the stadium because of it. Well, it's a nice gesture, I suppose. But in the end of the day, was it a great game? Like I said, was it an all-time classic? No. No, it wasn't. It It was a decent game in which the better team probably won and deserved it because the Bengals couldn't close it out. And for the Bengals, it's going to be in the offseason. We know what they're addressing is offensive line, because that was the thing that absolutely killed them at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, the second half, it just felt like after the first touchdown, which was one play, or, you know, one play 75 yards, um, and then the field goal drive, like they were the entire, really most of the fourth quarter just felt like in his kitchen every single time they were getting after listen Miller and Donald. So uh, definitely, obviously, the big moment for Donald to crown, you know, kind of crown him as the, defensive, you know, dominant defensive player that he is, and he needs to get paid a lot more now this offseason because he might be quote-unquote retiring, a.k.a. Katie. Him, him and Sean McVay, apparently. There's a yeah, of, what is this now? I, I mean, every Super Bowl, you just like, are you going to retire? You're going to retire? It's like, no, the only guy that's going to retire is Andrew Whitworth because that's, <laughs> now he gets to be sent off and not, like, hobble his legs any more than they have been for the amount of years that he's been playing offensive line. You know, I will say this. The game definitely – got me to respect the Rams a lot more by pulling that game out. You know, I mean, they have the talent. I'm happy for Whitworth. I'm happy for Odell. I'm happy for Vaughn. I'm happy for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald deserves it. There's going to be talk about Aaron Donald being the best defensive player ever, you know, in, in a lot of circles with LT and, you know, Reggie White and all those. I mean, they're going to, the conversation now begins with that, but you know, at the end of the day, those are just conversations. It's, it's hall of fame now for that guy and, and he deserves it. So uh, great season fun season chaotic season i would say probably the most you know i mean i think we've been spoiled by the patriots a lot and i'm just winning every year but this year was you know with them not being the dominant team anymore and the chiefs not getting there 
it was very wild in this season. I really was. Yeah, this playoffs feels like one of the best that I can remember as far as upsets and just kind of being on your toes the whole time and good and obviously fantastic games every weekend after the wild card round. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, we talked about it. I was like, it can't be Blue Gatorade at the end of the second straight year. Whoops. <laughs> Blue Gatorade. Maybe next year we're going to get that. It's all right. We, if our girl, our girl Mickey came through with the national anthem. That was, it did. We, we thought we were dead to start. We, we were off slow. And we heard the orchestra kicked in. We're going way back to the beginning of the game now, but that felt like one of the biggest moments of the game, at least in my, at least in my house. Oh, that key change, that key change did us good. And then the, the, the kind of like run that she did at the end mm. there was, was, I bet at one Oh six and a half. So I didn't get the good number that you had and it barely snuck over that by like three seconds. So yeah, it was close. It was close. Ooh. Uh, awesome. Very cool. Glad to end it the way we did. Uh, if it's Al Michaels' last game, I just want to say Al Michaels is the greatest of all time. Michelle Tafoya with him as well. So hopefully that's not the case, but there's a likelihood that it could be. Um, let's do 10 questions. 10 questions to end the 2021 NFL season. And for this segment, we're bringing in our special guest, all the way from Degree of Difficulty podcast, Mr. Aaron Johnson. Aaron, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And actually, I got to let you guys know right off the bat that the reason why 50 Cent was upside down was because they were doing the reminiscent kind of uh, flashback to his iconic in the club video where he starts that video coming upside down. Now, granted, that was probably about 12, 15 years and about 160 pounds ago for 50 cent as well. But yeah, no, that's where that came from. But happy to be here. Happy to be here. Talk a little bit about uh, some football, some Super Bowl stuff. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up with a little with a little insider information there because we were dying. I'll tell you what, that halftime show, just real quick. I mean, anybody under 40 loved it. My parents, I watched it with them. They're like, what is going on? Like, why is Snoop Dogg grabbing his crotch the entire time like it was like you know classic just you know white parent type of thing to say but it was very funny it was very funny (laughs) yeah love to be a fly on the wall in that situation i I enjoyed the show i enjoyed the show i i agree with y'all that it was a little bit too short like you said i think matt you were talking about how it kind of kind of got into the flow of things and then they just said nah that's it going back to the game but it's still not better than prince prince in the rain with the guitar Mm. purple rain no way in the world it's not better than that I, I just think it had too many legends up there with too deep of like discography for all of them that we just couldn't get like nobody got going. You had to get like you basically like a half of a song like it was like Kendrick like playing like the hook and then got one verse in from another song and then had to pass it on. And it's just like it felt like nobody could get uh, you know a rhythm going for themselves and they had to pass it on. Yeah, so that's yeah, the only thing I did like too many people. I think I like that there was a you know a big deal but not enough time for everybody. I, I forgot agree. to. I forgot to mention this just real quick. What did we think of LA hosting the Super Bowl? Because to be honest, I just could absolutely do with them never doing it again. It was the stroking of celebrities, oh. the rock coming out for absolutely no reason at all to reintroduce off of the introduction, off of the like 16 introductions to the game. Can we please kick the game off? It was so frustrating. They should have just had the game at crypto.com's stadium <laughs> arena or whatever. It looked like a Laker game. It really did. With all the oh. stars that were out, I was waiting to see Jack sitting at the 50-yard line. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Yeah, it was so. It was just celebrities in the box. Like, every coming back from every commercial break and going, it was unbelievable. I, 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 yeah, I, 
I could do without that for sure. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. This is something Lou usually takes part in and, and has a pretty good opinion. I actually do want to know what you have to say Lou, about this. It's a city of champions. What do we, what are we upset about? I don't get it. <laughs> Thanks, you LeBron. don't want LeBron hijacking your parade? Oh. I don't get it. What's the problem? Yes. Oh, yes. You're haters. Oh, you're a bunch of haters. I see. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> realize the Lakers were champions this year. I forgot that they, no, I, me too. I, oh, no. I forgot they even played in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, as usual. Let's get in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know if you saw the parade today, though. Like, oh, so maybe it bad. could use a little more action because it was oh, like ten guys on the street. I don't know. There's like nobody. Everybody in LA has something better to do. That's what I'm that saying. Thing. It's not a football town. We don't need. The, yeah. And they have two teams. It's ridiculous. I can't get into it. Man, do they have two teams? Do they really have two teams? That's true. Everybody knows them in San Diego. That's true. Uh, Let's get into 10 questions. Aaron, I sent you questions. Maddie, I sent you questions. Lou, if you want to participate, you're more than welcome to as well if you want to do it. So I sent out questions to you guys earlier in the week. Here we go. 2021 wrap-up edition for the Sunday card. Just a little bit of, you know, cleaning up, a little spring cleaning as we get into you know, we'll get into the hibernation, the draft, and then later on down the line. Uh, let's start. Question number one. What was the best game you saw this year? What was a game of the year in the 2021 NFL season? Let's go Aaron first since he's our guest of honor. Yeah, sure. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to grab a, a one that maybe everyone has. But, dude, Bills and the Chiefs, that divisional mm. playoff round, that that might have been the short list of best games I've ever seen, period. I mean, I've been on this earth almost 30 years now, and that – that was hands down one of the best games. I mean, the back and forth, the, what was it? Uh, 16 seconds to score or to send the game in overtime. And then I, I texted my dad when it happened and he said, who are you going to win? I said, whoever wins the coin toss, <laughs> whoever gets the ball first. Cause those defenses aren't stopping either one of those offenses. So that was the game of the year for me. Yes. Maddie, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the one like for the postseason. That's the one I can remember, but I was trying to think back to the regular season. And for some reason, just, just off the top of my head, I just kept going back to that Packers and Bengals game, like back in week five, when they Great game a thousand field goals each. Like the, I just remember the dramatics in that game. Obviously, I know, I think I recall we both had the Bengals in that game. It was our yep. one push on the season at a plus three. Um, but that game was just like so, and maybe just, you know, being invested in that and the back and forth with the amount of missed kicks. I think they each missed three, Crosby and um, McPherson in that game. So just the antics of that game is, is stand out to me as like a, a very competitive, a very fun one to watch. That one was so – I just remember yelling at McPherson, like, yep. please, God, just make one, one. That's it. It's freaking terrible. Uh, Lou, you got one? Uh, just to pick a different one, the Cowboys meltdown against the Niners really had me oh. just mm. elated. I loved it. It tickled you. Oh, it did. That's a personal oh, it, one. It did. It got me. <laughs> how are we not getting uh, – how are we not getting Mike White's unbelievable – game this season oh that's true that's a big no i'll be honest with you because i thought about the mike white against the Bengals game because i remember sitting in this apartment that i am currently right now in naugatuck connecticut and absolutely losing my ever-loving mind when they (laughs) won that game i mean screaming to the top of my lungs and then going into the following week when that first drive against the colts on thursday night they go right down the field hit elijah moore i'm a jeff fan for all you all listening and if you didn't know it's elijah moore in the back of the end zone but the elation that I had was quickly dashed by a remembrance of, I root for the New York Jets. 
and the phantom finger injury for Mike White came out of nowhere. He doesn't finish the game. I sit sulking on my couch watching that Thursday night game like someone kicked my puppy. I'm pretty sure it might have been Jonathan Taylor as he ran down the sidelines for like 180 yards. But yes, no, that's the only reason why I didn't go Mike White because it brings up too much of uh, hurt for me. That's the this only is reason. A, this is a regular season game this man's that upset about. You realize that, right? He's that upset about a Thursday night game against the Colts like week five. That's incredible to me. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm going Brady's return to New England. That was it. That was it for me. Mm-hmm. That was the best game. I mean, the drama, the buildup, everything. That was the best. I mean, and it was very, very hard for me to watch that game, but it was awesome to see. Uh, your favorite bet of the year that cashed this year and made you feel like a genius. Maddie, let's go first with you. I mean, is there any other one to choose than the big game hunting money line parlay that we oh, have this so season? Good. So, I believe it was, I, I actually didn't write the week that I wrote everything else down, but it was, uh, I believe it was week eight or so, uh, week eight or 10, one of those two, where we took on the, uh, we had the Colts plus seven going into Buffalo on the money line for plus 260. And we also took Houston Texans when they took down the Titans. Mm, so uh, good. 10 and a half point spread plus 350 on the money line. Both came through big game hunting plus 1500 money line parlay made the whole season basically made the whole season for us here so that's the one that's the only one it's always been the one (laughs) that's the one jerry uh it's that was like music that literally you carried us with those money line parlays after last season and the dud that's the happiest thing I. and you talked me into that i didn't want to go to i was like i can't go too crazy with something you said f it why not what what are we doing here for not going big i said all right we're doing it and team effort Team effort on that one. I love it. Aaron, go ahead. All right. So a little bit of background really quick of how I do my betting. I don't normally like to go big money, you know, responsible and all that stuff, but I do okay. wicked, crazy parlays. That's how it goes. So we I like hit, those. I believe it or not, I hit an 11 leg parlay this year. Get out of here. Insane. So it was a uh, Chiefs Chargers Thursday night game of when it's overtime. And uh, let's see. So I had. Herbert plus 225, Mahomes plus 225, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey plus 40, uh, Mike Williams plus 25, Keenan Allen plus 40, uh, over alternative total points, 40 and a half, Austin Eckler touchdown, Travis Kelsey touchdown, which clinched it in overtime. Uh, Let's see, I had the Chiefs uh, minus three, and then I also took the Chiefs winning margin one to 13, and I cashed that bad boy. Six bucks for 157. I was in a bar after my uh, after my Christmas party, losing my mind. My coworkers thought I was insane, that's but it was all stupid. worth it, and I felt like a genius. That is, that's ridiculous. You were talking about one money line parlay here. This yeah. man, it's an 11 leg parlay in one game. Yep. Awesome. Absolutely I just, I just, awesome. Just saw the Zach Galifianakis at the, the blackjack table, just putting that formula together of how can I get 11 pieces in this game in? And that's a great game to have just a crap ton of overs in. Oh, oh, it <laughs> was is, awesome. That is absolutely wild. I was going to go week one, Houston over Jacksonville, just because it was so easy. But I have to go Vegas over the Chargers last game of the year. We just yeah, I, I, I had I had to yes. nudge you a little <laughs> yeah. a little one last hey. time there with that. Oh, I got I got one for you for the next question. Oh, good! I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, no what bet you made, Lewis and me. I'm just saying we were on that one. Bet you lost that made you want to throw up. Go ahead, Maddie. I'm gonna pick Dan's for you. Oh, this man. was. 
the second game between Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore plus two and a half, getting the back door in Cleveland one twenty-two to twenty yeah. in the most disgusting back door that's ever happened. Oh. And landing on two and a half, the least key number you could think of. So that's Dan's pick. I know that for a fact. I, I'm going to tell you. Right? I'm going to tell you you were this close to that pick because oh, I, I, it was a Ravens game, though. The Ravens-Packers game. The Ravens-Packers and that absolutely right at the end just getting – we had it. Like, everything had gone wrong that day. Everything had gone wrong that day. And I was like, oh, well, at least we're going to get the Packers minus five. Nope. Tyler <laughs> Huntley, of all people, freaking destroying us. But the Packers was just so frustrating. Last second – Touchdown. They didn't even get the they didn't even get the two point conversion to win it. It was that was very, very frustrating. Uh, and yeah. Uh, okay. That's that one's fair. Um, and I have another one that actually you probably would have one because I had a debate between two games involving right. the same two teams, and that would have been the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> both editions in which Atlanta Horrid. blows a game that they have a double digit spread and can't not can't find a way to cover. I had to go back and look through them just really quick. So Week two, Falcons start the fourth quarter down 28-29, nine minutes left in the game. Tampa scores. Matt Ryan follows it up with a pick six on the third play of the drive. Uh, quickly, next drive, they get the ball right back, obviously. Five plays, turnover on downs. Tampa Bay gets the ball back. They turn over on downs on four plays. Oh, we're alive. Nope. Matt Ryan, second pick six on the first play of the drive to put them down 41-25. to 25. Can't cover, or sorry, they were down 41-25, goes quickly to 28-40, God, 48-25, plus 12 and a half, can't cover it at all. And week week 13, Tampa Bay scored two touchdowns again within the final six minutes of the game when Atlanta was down just three points with eight minutes left. Down three points, eight minutes left, it ends 44-27, can't cover an 11-point spread. Atlanta Falcons just constantly breaking my heart. It's, it's hard to feel bad for you because we've talked about that all year. We're just like sitting there just like, please stop this madness, please. Look, we mentioned it's a sickness. I'm going to be seeking help, not on the Atlanta Falcons anymore. <laughs> Off-season therapy, Lewis. Because I remember that because we were in the bar in New Jersey watching that game and you dropped me off at the airport and I get home and I see the Falcons didn't cover. I'm like, how did they not cover that? It was terrible. Unbelievable. Aaron, go ahead, bud. Yeah, no, I got one. So um, quick story behind this. This was from uh, close to the end of the year, January 8th. I got it right here looking at it on my phone because it was it stayed on my phone for a little while. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, So sitting at home, sick as a dog. I had COVID. So I was sitting down just watching football, betting. I missed this. What was it? Seven leg parlay, eight bucks for four seventy five. And this is how I missed it. I had it was Cowboys Eagles. I had the Cowboys spread minus six and a half. They covered. I had the over in total points in the first half at 13 and a half. Hit that. Had the Cowboys first half spread at three and a half. Had their second half spread at three and a half. Hit both of those. Amari Cooper over receiving yards. 37 and a half. Hit that. This is when I started getting excited when I was watching it in real time. Dalton Schultz touchdown. Hit that. C.D. Lamb. Good old C.D. Lamb. 45 and a half. C.D. Lamb finishes with 44 yards. Now, let me tell you why C.D. Lamb finishes with 44 yards. It makes this an even worse beat. By this point in January, the season's almost over. The Cowboys had basically clinched everything, and they only played their starters in the first half. 
Therefore, CeeDee Lamb did not play in the second half and did not pick up that one extra yard. My <laughs> eight bucks for 475 ends up with me losing eight bucks and sitting on a couch just wanting to go back to sleep. Those week 18 bets, they'll get you. They'll get you. That's brutal. That is really brutal, actually. Losing <laughs> by a yard. Uh, Lou, I never asked you on the other one. Did you have a favorite, like, um, your favorite bet the narrative this year that you absolutely nailed? And a, and a uh, worse one? Getting off Raider fever. Rolling yeah. With the <laughs> smart. <laughs> Pretty uh, smart. I don't think I had a. Uh, no, my worst, my least favorite was me taking the Jets first game of the year. <laughs> Just straight oh. week one. Yeah. No, not week a good one idea. hope. Week nah, one yeah. hope. I don't know what I, I love thinking. it. I don't know. Hey, I, Lou, you should I, probably I, do that next year. You'll be, it'll be better next year. Just, yeah, just keep Aaron, doing it till it works. We'll get him next time. Yeah. Lou, don't, don't, eternal. don't, don't tell him your record though this year because he might pass out. I mean, you were pretty good. I mean, <laughs> we have like two losses in the regular season out of like 18 weeks. It was ridiculous. We did, did good. This year, so. We did, did good. pretty good. Between the lines. That's right. I love it. I love it. More likely scenario. Tom Brady returns to football or Kyler Murray goes and plays baseball. Maddie. I, I kind of said this when the, you know, first Adam Schefter tweet came out before Tom Brady officially announced it. I was hoping that Brady's going to like Brett Farvis for the next four years and just like retire, unretire, new team, retire, unretire, another team in the division. Like I wanted to go play for the Jets, then maybe the Dolphins, like maybe just like bounce around back there. Oh, you don't want him here? Come on. You no. want to bring the goat in? No, no, I don't care. It'll be a tainted ring. I don't want him. Don't want him. <laughs> Don't want to keep Tom Brady and all the avocado and Giselle and the kids. Keep him away from MetLife Stadium. If you can do that for me, I'm good. He he's wins the, in MetLife Stadium. He's got a good record there. <laughs> nope. Nope. Keep him away. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> oh, no. We're friends. I could be friends with you, Dan. I can't be friends with Tom. He's, 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 he's hurt me too much. Let's just put it that way. Since Mo Lewis knocked him out and I was a kid watching that game. No. Yep. No. Nah, no. Nah. Friendship trying, over. Trying to make up for lost time. That's all. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, more likely. What's more likely? Honestly, I think, and this is uh, my God's honest truth, I think it's going to end up being both. But I think Kyler goes back to baseball first. Really? I think I do. I think Kyler goes back to – Kyler doesn't look like – first of all, I don't think he has fun playing football. I don't. I think just the way that that Arizona system set up, yeah, they could, when healthy, put up a lot of points. But I just – he doesn't look like he enjoys it. Um, second of all, I think he's going to start to realize the wear and tear on his body. I mean, he's a guy that they're, you know, he's running around in the backfield for our, for his dear life half the time. So, and I think I, and this is my guys on the truth. I think he's not crazy about whatever the front office is trying to do in Arizona. And so I think that's where that sour grapes is kind of coming from now with all the stuff with the social media. I think he's going to look around and just say, you know, what? I don't need to do this. I'm still a top flight baseball prospect and my name is Kyler Murray and it's going to be a nice transition over you could sell some tickets if you're I don't know if the A's would still hold his rights but I believe they I would, think, yeah yeah so I think he would potentially I think he's going to go back to baseball he might maybe play one more year and then if it goes south in Arizona then I think that's when he's going to say you know what I don't need this lesson you want to know why he's disgruntled because he's not getting paid enough. That's why. Because he wants to get paid. That's all it is. Money will solve this whole problem. He'll be back. So will Tom Brady. Tom Brady's coming back. There's no way that this guy, if you listen to this Jim Gray interview, that, you cannot sound least, less confident 
in a retirement. This is all Giselle. And in six months, he'll be like, you know what, G? I'm going back. I'm going to play one more. And I'm probably going to go to San Francisco to do it. And I'll replace Jimmy and I'll win there. And it's going to be great because I'll be Montana in his own town. And that's what it's going to be. He'll be back, folks. The legend will continue. Don't worry about it. Lewis, look into your crystal ball and tell me something. You want him to come back so badly. Oh, so bad. Just, you can't I don't think he's wrong, but I don't think he's wrong. I think Brady is going to end up in San Francisco yeah. taking Jimmy's job for a second time. I think he comes back. I don't know where, but Dan, I, I can feel it in your heart, in your soul. That you want what this about man to poor come Trey back. Lance? It's not over. What do we do with poor Trey Lance? We Trey just Lance took him right. with the second overall pick. One year deal. One year deal. One year deal. That's it. Hey, what about the Broncos? You can go to the Broncos. You wouldn't hey, say we that. Got, we got another. We got oh. another twelve in our. Hold sides. on. Wait. 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 What if? Now, what if Kyler goes and plays baseball? Uncle Tom Arizona. goes down to Arizona. The next Super Bowl is in Arizona. Third time. Oh, oh my! Wins the Super Bowl. There's, There's your narrative for the crystal oh, ball. No. There it is. I've given we it just to you. mixed it up. We had to Aaron, see through it. Aaron, I'm telling you, he's right about everything. It's so I was just strange. about to say, don't don't worry. The I'm pretty sure that Goodell uh just sent the uh the the red dot the SWAT team over to Lou's house because he he's a little bit too much on the nose. So I don't know if we're gonna hear from Lou for a little. While. I'm telling you, I mean, he's in he's going in witness protection. He knows too much. I'm telling I keep you, keep having to move. It's, <laughs> i love it i love it okay we're gonna go one at a time for this next segment right here this next question rather of these starting nfl quarterbacks which of these quarterbacks will be starting for their team next year week one the team that they are currently on right now so we're just gonna go one at a time and you're just gonna say simple no or yes that's it okay you ready uh russell wilson maddie Yes, Seahawks. Aaron. No, I think he ends up in New York. Lewis. Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I think he's gone. I think I really do. I think he's, he's gone. I think you're close with New York. It could be somewhere else, maybe Philly, something like that. I think Russ is gone. Aaron Rodgers. Same order, Matt. No. Aaron. Yeah, no, no way in the world. Lewis. No, I don't think so. But I'm if if Tom comes back, I'm curious to see how that plays out. He's coming back to Green Bay. Everybody <laughs> wants this. I'll be the, be the stick in the mud. He's going back. They're going to back the Briggs truck up for him. At the end, they can't do anything else. What are they going to do for Jordan Love there? They have to do it. Kyler Murray, I might get an answer really quickly from Aaron. Uh, Matt, go. <laughs> no. No? Okay. Aaron? I say yeah for one more year. Okay. Lou? They don't have anybody better. What, what's their next option? Yeah, they can't mire around in mediocrity. They have to – I think they're going to – it's going to bite them in the ass later, but they're going to way overpay for him. And I, I think he'll be back. I really do. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt. No, he's gone. Aaron. Hell no, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, Lewis. I'm pretty sure Shanahan, Shanahan got rid of him already. He's yeah. out of there. Got a New Jersey to get. Got a New Jersey to get. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Matt. Yeah, I, I I don't think that they're going anywhere for Baker. Fifth year option, Aaron. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think they're going to stick with him. I think they like Baker, the loyalty, him him coming off the surgery. I think they're going to give him another year. He stays. Yeah, I agree. It's the Browns. They're going to do Brown stuff. Let's <sighs> <laughs> hope not too much. Um, but I, unfortunately, it's going to be yes. But I really want the juice of that and him to. 
be shipped off somewhere. It would be so interesting. Uh, Carson Wentz, Matt. Uh, yeah, the Wentz Reich experiment is not over yet. Okay, Aaron. Oh, I think it died a nice slow death out in Jacksonville. I think it's done. I really do. I don't know where he's going, but he's not going to be going to Lucas Oil. He's out. I just I want to know if Belichick makes a phone call and oh stop. I I know that's what you want to hear. We're already we we've got our guy. We've got our even if Brit. Brady, maybe I would take, but like even him, like I want Mac. I'm just, I'm settled with Mac. And the answer is no, Carson Wentz will not be back at the Colts. He will be traded. Uh, Sam Darnold. No, I don't know how you go back to that guy. He stinks. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. Aaron, go ahead. I don't don't even think I need to ask Aaron because it's just going to, he's just going to laugh the whole time. I mean, he's really bad, but I just think that Matt Rule is going to try and I think he's going to look and see that he's on the hot seat too and try and, I don't know, drum up a quarterback competition. I don't know with who PJ Walker, I don't know who they're going to slide in. They can't bring, I don't think they can bring Cam back. Um, I think he starts. I do. I think somehow, some way, Darnold. He's he's like a, a roach. He just he doesn't seem to go away. I think he starts at least at the beginning of the year. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I, I saw this one on the list and I go, I I don't even care. Who cares if he stays or if he goes? He's not uh, even, yeah, he's not even closer to quarterback this list. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> He'll be backing up Tyrod Taylor in Houston next year, holding the clipboard for some garbage team. Like, that's what he'll be doing. He's not coming back to Carolina. That was so great, Lou. (laughs) Matt Ryan is the final one, Matt. Falcon for life. Falcon for life. Matty Ice is is loyal. He's loyal. Uh, Aaron. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that uh, rehab is going too good for you there, Matt, with the uh, with the Falcons right now. Um, I actually think he starts the season, but I got the Falcons taking uh, Willis Willis out of uh, was it yes, uh, sir. Liberty. Liberty? I got yes, him drafted. I got him getting drafted. So Ryan starts the season. Willis takes over midway through. But yeah, he starts the year. Atlanta native Malik Willis. So that yeah. would make a lot of sense. Lou, go ahead. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, but I think Ryan retires a, a Falcon. I think so. I definitely think I definitely think he'll retire a Falcon. Uh, I agree with you. Yes, he'll probably start week one, unless, like you say, a guy like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or whoever is coming out for them is is a guy that they want. So uh, Ryan's a yes for me. Okay, this ought to be interesting. This is where we get the rankings and the arguments. So here we go. Uh, let's try to keep this as short as possible, but I have a feeling we're not going to rank the top five coaches in the NFL. Let's start with Aaron this time because I'm gonna let Matt go last because I'm interested in what he said. <laughs> All right, I'll, start, I'll go from I'll go from five to one. I go from five. Okay, to one. I like that. All right, so from at number five, I got Kyle Shanahan. I got him there. Anybody that can get as far as he did with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, you're a really good head coach. Uh, number four, I got Sean McVay. I'm not crazy at the way that McVay actually manages, but he's an offensive genius. Just won the Super Bowl. Got to give it to him. Uh, number three, love him. He's been there forever. Mike Tomlin, I still think to be able to have that team play at a high level every year, especially these last couple years with the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, I think that's really important. It shows the kind of uh, head coach he is. So, yeah, I'll go with Tomlin there. At number two, and this might surprise some people, I like McDermott a lot from Buffalo. Wow. 
I like him a lot. The way he's been able to turn that team around, yes, everyone's going to look at Josh Allen, but the way that that defense plays, that secondary's best, I think, in the NFL, I love the way that he just kind of doesn't, you know, kowtow to anybody or especially in that division. Um, no, so I'm a big fan of McDermott and the way he's coaching up in Buffalo. And number one, I mean, the dude has ruined my life every single year with the exception of three when they lost in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Um, I I respect him as a fan of someone as a fan of the game of football and someone who loves football. But yeah, no, I, until he retires or until he does something that's so awful that you know he has to go. I have Belichick number one. I mean, Mac Jones is in the Pro Bowl because of the way that Belichick made sure that he was you know he coddled his little baby this season. So yes, I got Belichick number one. Uh, he's got to get all those digs in there, doesn't he? I love it. So good. So good to watch him swarm. Uh, Lewis, you got a rankings for this or what? Uh, 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 you know, I'm going to go real quick. Uh, so I like yeah. Matt LaFleur. He's good. Uh, <laughs> Joe Judge was good. Sala was decent. Um, you know, Gruden had a good half of the season. And, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, Urban Meyer. That was nice. <laughs> Oh, these oh, are best coaches, was, not most of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good I'm, list, though. I'm keeping it. That was a good list. I, like, I, still I, like also, I would like to I don't know. That's, double that's this phrase, uh, worst coaches list as well. We could do a little one and one There we go. I'm stunned. I'm stunned Nagy wasn't on the list. I really am. Oh, Nagy. Mm. Right. That's it. I think he's got to be on the list. I crossed <laughs> off McCarthy because I thought that wasn't funny enough. So, no, <laughs> I'll put Nagy on it. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe next next year honorable mention for Dan Campbell as well. It's gonna be good. PC principal, you will PC not merge the good name of PC principal. I can't, I can't. He's an excellent coach. Uh, I went, I went. He really uh, is PC principal. <laughs> I went top five. Number five, Sean McVay. Uh, number four, Andy Reid. Three is Kyle Shanahan. We're a Shanahan podcast. We love Shanahan on the show. Two is Mike Brable. Mike Brable is coach of the year. I think Mike Brable's awesome, awesome coach, X's and O's, and player coach wise. And uh, Bill's number one. Maddie, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so yeah, number number five for me. I have uh, I have Vrabel here, uh, coach of the year. Obviously, like you said, number four for me, Shanahan. Uh, big Shanahan guy. Dave, uh, that neither of you guys had Andy Reid. Number three. Did we? We're just throwing Andy Reid. I had Andy Reid. I had Andy Reid. No, he had Andy. He had Andy. Oh, Andy sorry, I missed Andy Reid. Wait, wait. You said you said Vrabel, McVeigh. No, no, I said McVay, Reed, Shanahan, Vrabel, Belichick. Reed. Okay. All right. All right. So you left Tom. Okay. Got it. So I got Reed three, Tomlin number two, and Belichick number one. I'm, I didn't have McVay on mine because, again, I, if it's between like him and Shanahan and the coach of the year, yes, he just won the Super Bowl. But again, like I, as you said, I don't think he came down to his coaching in a lot of those times. And Shanahan's dominated him for his whole career. So he got over him once. I'm not going to. Not going to put him over Shanahan right now. So I feel the sentiment with Tomlin. I put kind of Tomlin and Harbaugh like together with being a player's coach. I give Harbaugh a slight edge over him, but because you know, at the end of the day, these guys won Super Bowls, but it has been a long ass time since they've won Super Bowls. I mean, it's been what 12 years, 14 years since Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl, and it's been 10 years since John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl. It's been a while for those guys. So I I understand it, but it, they're very competitive teams, Ravens, Steelers, every year. I say never, never not had a winning season for, for uh, Tom. Yeah, I was about to say, that's really where I was leaning with that. I mean, when, when it comes to Andy Reid, it's not that I don't, I don't 
hate Andy Reid or anything like that, or same thing with Vrabel, but I think it's like in that situation when you have somebody that is just that dominant and Derrick Henry for Vrabel and then uh, obviously Mahomes for for uh, Reed that it just, it does make the job a little bit easier. That's not a knock on them. You got the personnel, obviously you got to let it ride, but um, yeah, no, I just, it, it, it is something about those, the two wonder kids out in the NFC West. And then like I said, I'm, I'm high. I'm really high on McDermott. I really truly am. Okay. I mean, I'm, we'll see this year, you know, when, with Dable in New York, but um, I, I just think the way that he runs that defense and the way that the team really just comes out every week and plays for him. I'm, I'm down for it. So, yeah. Okay. Love it. Love the top five. Love the, the conversation. Let's do even more of it. Let's rank the top five quarterbacks in football. Brady is gone. Big Ben is gone. Drew Brees is gone after a couple of years ago. I mean, there are guys that are just out of the league that we've always said, yeah, these guys top four. And then there's some fringe guy, number five. Now it is a completely different league with so many good quarterbacks, so many good young quarterbacks. And I have a feeling some of those young quarterbacks are going to be on these lists. So, Aaron, the floor is yours, my friend. Top five quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, sure. So I'm starting off with Zach Wilson. No, I'm stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I get booted off the show before I even get a chance. Um, so number five, I got Joe Burrow. Number five, uh, obviously getting the Bengals to the Super Bowl is an accomplishment that anybody, if they do, it's going to be a big thing. But Burrow's just winner guy. He does he does everything right, you know. But he just he just always seems to win. Obviously, the exception of uh, Sunday, you know, there's some plays that might have fallen off there that potentially could have won the game. But uh, yeah, no, I just I like Burrow at five. I think he's gonna just continue to rise. Um, number four, I'm a huge Herbert guy. Love Justin Herbert. Love the way he plays. Love the big arm. Um, just I I. Still can't believe somebody took Tua Tungavailova over this guy. I, I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. I love the things that they're doing with the Chargers, almost at San Diego. But I got him right now at uh, ahead of Burrow, but I could see those two definitely flip-flopping as the seasons go by. Number three, I got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, this is regular season, not playoffs. So I can go with Aaron Rodgers there. I got Aaron Rodgers still at number three. I just think that, you know, he's still elite. He's still topped. I mean, coming out of the um, the NFC right now, I don't think there's a quarterback better than him. Um, number two, I got Josh Allen. This is not recency bias. I will 100% put Josh Allen in number two. And the reason why is because I was 100% off of Josh Allen. I thought Josh Allen was no good. I said he fumbles too much. He's all hype. And over the last two seasons, he has proven me so loudly wrong. Stephen A. Smith loudly wrong. And it just has been very incredible to watch the progression that he's made. Um, I mean, he runs like a – he runs – he reminds me of a more athletic, bigger arm Ben Roethlisberger because of the size. I mean, he runs almost yeah. like Cam Newton, but he has such a strong arm in the way that yeah. he orchestrates down the field. So I got him at number two. And then, I mean, Mahomes at number one. I don't, I don't need to – go on and on about the superlatives he's the okay. best offensive player in football okay should i go to lewis first <laughs> so, so we can no, hear this great okay go ahead. go ahead that's all right but um so i'm looking ahead for next season oh great excellent so number five i start with lamar jackson i i don't blame it i don't i don't blame you. you he's an electric player you made me a believer for number four joe burrow comes into four all right, good. All right, I've got Allen. Allen's at three. Rogers at two, and Mahomes at one. Same thing. Don't need okay. to say anything else. Okay. Excellent. Good. That's a decent list. It's a pretty good list. 
right, Maddie, you're gonna make me go first. Like, go first? No, maybe, maybe I'm gonna be the old man on the show here. Let's go, like, be the old man. I don't. Okay, number five, Matt Stafford, because we've been talking about this. Me and Dan have been talking about this for a long time. Is that he is great, and he made all the throws that he you know he needed to in the playoffs. Some bad decisions, of course, but. Winning that game, the divisional round that we saw in front of our eyes, having the balls to do that, coming, you know, taking down the 49ers in the playoffs when you really need to, finally. And then and then what he needed to do in the win that game as a come from behind victory in the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford's number five on that list. Russell Wilson, anybody? We just talked about him going to the team. Russell Wilson's not anybody's top five list. What are we talking about here? Best deep ball, maybe in the league still. Uh, one of the best, most perfect rainbows he throws. Uh, number three, Josh Allen for everything that Aaron said. Uh, I appreciate everything that you said about him. I love the Big Ben, the athletic, like Cam Newton, Big Ben crossover is what Josh Allen is. Mahomes number two and Rodgers number one. Love it. Matt, we are very close on our list. You I was just going to say, me and Dan are be close because I think me and you were both. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. I, I, I commend you for Stafford. I think that he – it was so close for me putting him in the top five. I was like – I mean, he's right there on the edge. Listen – I convinced Lewis for a reason because I think the guy just has something. I'm going Joe Burrow five. I just, I'm going to put him up there already. I just leading the league and passing yard or passing average per yard or passing yards per play uh, completion percentage, number two in passer rate behind Rogers. I mean, the kid was unbelievable and he carries his team. Like that's the thing. Rogers is number is, is, is one of the best in the league because he carries his team, you know, like just fully him and Devontae Adams. Burrow and Jamar Chase, like it, it, it carries that team. So that's why I put him at number five, less with more, uh, or more with less rather. Josh Allen's number four for me. This is how's I'll go. This is how's I'll go for now. I've been dogging him all year. I cannot put him higher than that. I, I want to. I think he's great. Got to show up. Got to show up in the playoffs. And he has, and he did this year. I will not deny it. He did this year. But I just, there's still just, there's more that will put him just in the Rodgers Mahomes conversation for me. Three is Russell Wilson. Like, come on, people. Uh, Russell Wilson is still, yes, he was hurt this year. And I understand that. He's still a god. And again, another guy who carries his team the entire time. Mahomes is number two because of the talent. I agree with you. And Aaron Rodgers is the baddest man on the planet. I'm sorry. He can't, I mean, the guy can do literally, literally anything. And for the year that Mahomes had, which was very up and down, Rodgers winning his fourth MVP, you know, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. The guy's ridiculous. So it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, no, I say I'll, it, say it. No, say I, it. we're supposed to argue. No, okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, all right. Wilson, I can't put him in my top five because yes, the injuries this year were a big thing for him and he wasn't able to play. I'm not trying to hold the injuries against him. That's just part of the game, but I don't think he's since the whole let Russ cook. I don't think he has been as good, nearly as good the way that the, and you see it in the way that the Seahawks have kind of flamed out these last couple of years. And I just, I, I don't think he can, can continue to play at the level that he did, you know, a couple of years ago uh, when he was in those like MVP kind of candidate um, conversations. Uh, so yeah, I just, I can't put Russ there. I'm, it would take it, another monster season, wherever he got, he, wherever he's going to end up for me to even consider him again in the top five, top 10. Absolutely. I'm not crazy, but definitely I wouldn't put him in the top five. Um, I'm going to hold my tongue on the Matthew Stafford 
on how I feel about Matthew Stafford for the next um, question. <laughs> for the next question, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on that um, because I get into a debate with my good brother, my good um, my brother who is a big huge fan of Matthew Stafford, and I just don't get it. Um, and so, and then what was the last one that you said? Oh, the, the Mahomes, Rogers. I love Aaron Rodgers as a football player, and I think that obviously the way that he has played in the regular season out like you said four mvps you can't that's nothing to scoff at two I, it's hard in the last two years aaron the last two hard years back for to me, back mvp it's hard for me to to look at someone who can only score what was it 10 points 13 points in a in a home playoff game uh, i mean the niners defense is great yes but in that situation if you're the mvp you got to be able to put up more than that in Lambo, I in feel I listen. I feel you on that, but I mean, like with the Mahomes situation and the and the way he played this year, it's still young. This is Rogers. I mean, I hate doing the old man thing again because we've always talked yeah. about it, but this is over a very long period of time. He has no, been absolutely. dirty, like absolutely dirty. So you know, I get it. I understand why people will put Mahomes there with the talent. I think Rogers has the same, if not more, talent. And no, definitely not. I don't think I don't think more. I don't think more. I think um, maybe the same. I, to be fair. No, I'll be honest. I think Mahomes might be the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. If I'm being honest, from the way that he throws, the way that he runs, the way that he operates, the 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 way that he can just maneuver and do crazy things. I mean, he has a little a lot more than Brett Favre in him than I think people like to acknowledge because it works out. It works out. But it's a lot of Brett Favre that he has in him. But I think it's a little wild, Mahomes, man. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I just I look at Aaron Rodgers and I think that, you know, the longevity and the greatness of the longevity is something we, we have to you know take into account. But I, I think Mahomes was, quote unquote, down because of how high he's gotten. I don't think it was that up and down of a season. Obviously, early on, it was were down great. pretty bad in the beginning. Of the no, season. early in three but and then, four. But then as soon as he got it clicking, they ran through the AFC the way that we expected them to. And especially we're going back to. Not a great uh, AFC title game. Until they got beat by the Bengals, yeah. I said not a great – he played – you know, this isn't looking great as far as Mark is concerned because he played probably his worst half of football he's ever played in his life in an AFC title game. But I still look at him as being the heir apparent to, you know, Tom Brady in this situation. And I do think he's the, the number one guy. I can agree that I think that Mahomes was has, – has been given the most gifts, just his arm and, and everything else. But the football IQ for Rodgers, which is – got to be one of the highest things that we have to hold as far as quarterback and how we hold quarterbacks because guess what Tom Brady's not the most physically talented guy or the most physically gifted guy ever but his football IQ is through the charts and the leadership's through the charts for him maybe not so much for Aaron Rodgers but the football IQ for Aaron Rodgers is the highest in the league right now down to just the little things of just him being able to get the snap count on all these guys all the time constantly getting the offside penalties constantly just knowing everything that's going on and when we see Mahomes fail it's he just doesn't do the little things right. He just doesn't take what's coming to him. He's trying to make big plays. He's trying to do it all by himself with, with again, with his talent, which is tremendous. But if we're ranking quarterbacks, I'm taking in the IQ and I have to put Aaron Rodgers on top of this guy. Okay. I can understand that. And the cerebral side of things is something that he definitely has a massive advantage in. I mean, That's, the all yeah. plays are just it's, it's a, it's a surprise when he throws an incompletion. Like it really, it's, it's Unless scary. it's in the playoffs and against no. the 49ers in line. Uh, apparently, yes, yeah. I will get I will give you that. Like he's had some games where it's like, wow, like how is it's not 
that he's losing them the game, but they're just not able to complete with Mahomes. I mean, he was, I mean, when he's bad, he can get really, really bad. And it spirals. They can, they can still win the game and both guys, I mean, they still have chances to win games at the end. Usually they don't get blown out, but man, he really spiraled. He really cost his team in that game. So I digress. It's that's why we have uh, different lists. That's why we have opinions. I love it. Speaking of opinions, this next one should be interesting. Is Matty Ice going to go with his fellow namesake and put him in Canton? Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer right now? He is not right now. Uh, and and I, again, I know it, it, the debate about this is really kind of centered around, yes, his numbers as far as all time, his passing yards and all this stuff are great, but it's all relative to the air that he was in. And I was reading a, a very interesting article on the Washington Post saying, comparing what his average per season was uh, compared to the league average. He was about, as his average passing yards per season, but only about 4% above the league average versus you compare it to a guy uh, like Dan Marino back back when he was playing, who was about nine nine and a half percent above league average through his passing yards. So much less passing yards throughout his career, but much better than the rest of the league at the time. Stafford's having only the one Pro Bowl. That is like, again, I didn't really, I guess I don't follow Matt Stafford enough to know that he only had one Pro Bowl, but really shocking kind of obviously now that we're, this conversation is happening regarding the Hall of Fame and his accolades. And he made it as a replacement level, which is like, but it feels like I'm watching the Pro Bowl this year and freaking Mac Jones is in it. And Matt Stafford's only got one for his career. So I don't understand how that's happening. But yeah, no, not right now. The numbers are great, but he has been blessed by the era that he was in. And also, actually, this is a really interesting number. I got to find this stat as far as the number of snaps. So, so during his time, uh, I believe with the Lions, his snaps while trailing. 4,053 out of 7,582. Like, well, like way more than 50% of the snaps that he played were while trailing. So he was constantly having the opportunity to have to throw the ball down to you. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting debate because it's, I actually think that Matt Stafford has been hurt by the time he plays and not, and, and, and more so in the fact that because he's played with the greatest generation of quarterbacks we have ever seen. When it comes to Roethlisberger and Brady and Rodgers and Brees and Peyton, I mean, right down the list, you're going to get overshadowed at, at that point. So it is hard. Again, it, you know, I think he probably will end up getting in uh, because Joe Namath is in the Hall of Fame for just saying something. So, I mean, to me, it's it's <laughs> I think he end up probably will getting in. I don't think that the threshold, though, is high enough. Uh, currently for the Hall of Fame. So he probably will get in uh, maybe as like a late guy, late in his career, late in the process. I, I agree with you. I don't think he, I don't think he does deserve it. I don't think, I don't think you need to tell the story of the NFL without Matt Stafford. And again, he's, again you're saying right now, if you were to retire tomorrow, like he's got time to build on this. And the other thing is like I said, his, his playoff wins. He didn't have a playoff win until this season, this run yeah. where he won four. And I think that even with time with the Rams, even if they don't go all the way, he'll have a chance to at least get some wins under his belt in the postseason. Right. Sorry, Aaron, what do you think? Um, is there an answer higher than hell effing no? <laughs> I don't think I, – I, I'm dead serious. Like, you, you guys kind of – you stole my thunder a little bit there, but I'll, I'll be brief with this. I'll try and keep it fast. He's got one Super Bowl ring, yes. Obviously, he got it this year, great team. He almost threw that away with the basic drop – punt interception in right. Tampa Bay, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that. He has a comeback player of the year in 2011. Okay, the one Pro Bowl. Man, I didn't even know that he was a replacement in that situation. I just thought it was a, a Pro Bowl he got on his own merit. So, obviously, his stats are great. Are great. His stats look really good. He's a bit of a, 
uh, it's not a compiler. It's a bit of a stat stuffer there because he has, you know, he had Calvin Johnson. He was able to throw the ball around, but he hasn't won anything. He hasn't, he hasn't outside of the season. He hasn't, he hasn't won anything. He went to the, uh, before this season, he went to the postseason three times and lost all three of those games. He hadn't gotten out of the first round in three of his appearances. I mean, you, he's the most, he, he's the least scrutinized number one overall pick quarterback I've ever seen. I don't get it. If you look at the fact, because think about it, he was, he was drafted number one overall and those guys are held at such high regard. And yet Matthew Stafford hasn't been. And I mean, you, you look at the way that quarterbacks have looked over the years and quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, been to a Super Bowl. Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer, granted, greatest defense of all time, won a Super Bowl. These are these are guys that, like, you know, at that point, it's a team award, not just a Super Bowl. If you want MVP, maybe we can talk about it. But he didn't. I look at Matthew Stafford and I, I raise you Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett, number one overall pick, two-time Super Bowl winner, won a Super yeah. Bowl MVP, AFC Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. I, no, Matthew Stafford, for all his numbers, like you were saying before, he comes into a perfect situation in the fact that he is in an era where the NFL and the rules that are shaped have basically legislated defense out, or at least hard defense out of the league. So that makes it easier for wide receivers to get open, makes it easier for quarterbacks to throw the ball down the field, makes numbers look better. But I, no, miss me with all of that. There's no way in the world. Now, granted, like you were saying, Matt, there's time. He wins another. If they go on a run and they win like three out of the next four, obviously he's going to the Hall of Fame. He has the numbers and now he has the rings and the accolades. But it is the most mediocre resume i mean next thing you're gonna tell me is this is julian edelman a hall of famer like it's just the most <laughs> mediocre that stuff was, i've ever seen that was that was for the joe namath comment i know that was uh, it, oh yeah comment. no trust yeah, me that, I was, <laughs> that was definitely he was sitting there still he was waiting on that but you're right no you're not wrong because it's kind of like to me say he ends up on the rams as his team for his entire career you know, he's probably like, there's a good chance he probably wins multiple Super Bowls, not just this one, just because he's that good. But he's got that Troy Aikman, you know, he would have had that Troy Aikman style resume where Troy Aikman really at the end of the day, I mean, not really considered a top quarterback even in his time, but because he was on those Cowboys teams and they were loaded, you know, I mean, he benefited a lot from getting into the Hall of Fame. A lot of the Patriots now are, are benefiting because they played on the Patriots and they won so much. Like, if he had played on maybe a Rams team that had, you know, let's say the greatest Sean Turpy had played at that time, probably would have benefited from that and them winning maybe a couple of titles. So, but the way currently constituted, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm a no. Lewis, you a no or a yes? Uh, I'm a no. And if they didn't win on Sunday, we don't even have this conversation. I agree. Doesn't Completely agree. Completely. Matthew Stafford is the worst best quarterback that you can win a championship with. That oh, that's wow. truly where it is. He's the worst best quarterback you win a title with. Okay, I, I know I, I said no, but everybody's like we're like piling on this I guy know, now. Like not, I, I, not, I, we yeah. still like Matt Stafford. I, okay? We do. Let's... No, really. I, I was. Just, I'm the guest. I'm the guest. I'm not a lot. No, I don't like Matt Stafford. I think I think he's above. He's above mediocre. I do. I think he's. Oh, above, that's. Did you see the Nolan pass? Did you see the Nolan pass, Aaron? Did you see I, the Nolan pass? The Nolan pass, the Nolan pass was great. The no look pass was great. I can't lie. So you couldn't really go anywhere NFL and not see the no look pass. It was actually a pretty good throw. But I talent great, number one overall pick. Resume doesn't do it for me. I think he's a little bit above mediocre. That's benefiting from being in the era of football. Oh man, e- easily easily a top ten quarterback in the league. Like easily. Um, but I digress. What can you do? 
We'll have two on two this time. Last one, guys, and this ought to be interesting, so you can put your thinking caps on. If you looked at the numbers for the 2022 season and and looking at what the uh, what the books have put out already going into next year, you'll find that the futures bets are upon us. So I am very interested. I'm going to go to my guy, Matty Ice, for this one first. I have to know. Please give me one team from each conference that you would place a Super Bowl futures bet on for 2022 that did not make the playoffs this season. So, Matty Ice, there's a lot of good choices in the AFC, and there's absolute dog crap in the NFC. So go for it. Uh, AFC, Broncos already locked it in. Get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, their odds are, are shorter. There's an implied Aaron Rodgers baked into their line. They are, I believe, the eighth shortest odds for the Super Bowl. Crazy. After the season they just had, there is an implied Aaron Rodgers is going to be coming here. So they're down to plus, you know, down. I mean, imagine if you could have gotten this down a few weeks ago or whatever, like uh, when these odds open up. But it's definitely lower than it probably should be at, at plus 2,200. So, but I already did lock it in because as soon as Rodgers officially signs there, they will probably move up to third or fourth shortest odds, I would imagine, uh, with that, especially with everything how it's changed. And an interesting one for the NFC, we're going with the Washington Commies. We're going to go with the Commies on this one because I do think that they are a good potential landing spot for one of these quarterbacks. I mean, we went through the list of – we think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be on the move this year. They've got, they've got their coach in Ron Rivera who's kind of building that up. I think their defense will find a little bit more of a level. I don't think they're going to be quite as bad as they were this past season. Maybe not quite as good as they were two seasons ago. But I think that defense is plenty serviceable and they've got some weapons. So if they add the quarterback – I think that the Washington Commies right now as a plus 4,000 is a decent. I know I'm not going to say commanders ever. I just, they're the commies to me. <laughs> like so just said it a little laugh, but it's like that rules off the tongue way easier than commanders, the commies. We're just so I think, I think plus 4,000 with them, like I said, good coach, decent defense and, and a guy in Terry McCormick, who I think is an underrated wide receiver because he hasn't played with a baller quarterback yet. We're just waiting for that Soviet national anthem at the games that's all we're waiting for goodness gracious uh yeah no i actually don't hate that because chase young was out this whole year you know i mean they they have some pieces coming back and if they can get a quarterback sure uh aaron go ahead bud yeah sure and it's funny i actually i, I debated on going with the the commies as you as you put it matt i did actually look at them and think about it. i was like oh maybe but um actually and then again obviously you know with my jets i had to think about it but then you know my superstitions wouldn't let me do that because i was like i do that and then zach wilson blows his knee on week one so i was like let me let me not do that so uh coming out of the afc <clears throat> team that didn't make the playoffs this year that i think has a shot and I, I just got to go with the quarterback. I had him in my top five. I think Justin Herbert in and the Chargers could get hot. I think they could make a run. Herbert makes that next step to be like that elite top three level quarterback. And they got his chance right there. I mean, they barely missed the playoffs. If their idiot coach doesn't call a timeout, maybe they go to the postseason. So I had them in the uh, in the AFC and out of the NFC. A team that just continues to underperform. I just, I, I don't understand it with the talent that they have, but I took Minnesota as a potential. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't love Kirk Cousins. And if they don't, it, if they don't, it would be because of Kirk Cousins. If I think Matthew Stafford is a little bit above mediocre, Kirk Cousins is below mediocre, but um, 
Yeah, I think I think the Vikings, I think they just have so much firepower. If they could all put it all together, their defense isn't terrible. I mean, it's aging a little bit. Anthony Barr is getting up there. Harrison Smith doesn't move around the field like he used to. But um, I, I think if they could put it all together, they could make a run. So that's my picks, Chargers, Vikings. Stick love it. Love it. Love it. I love how you said idiot coach, but they're going to the Super Bowl. That's like the best thing ever. That was, that was a great one. Oh, I was, hey, to be fair, Zach Taylor got his team to the Super Bowl. That is that's all I'm gonna you're, say. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Lewis, you got a you got a prediction in your crystal ball over there? Uh well, let's just start with the NFC because clearly no one likes any of the picks out of the NFC. Uh commies <laughs> or Vikings, we could go with whatever you like. But for AFC, this team was destroyed by injuries all season. The Baltimore Ravens. Mm. I don't get it. If they come back healthy, they have a squad. They have easily. A, yeah. So. And they're 20 to one. Like they, they have pretty decent odds on their number to win the Super Bowl with a team that's going to be fully healthy coming back into the season. I mean, talk about right. an infirmary. Like that was, that was the infirmary of the league this year. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. They, they lost their top three running backs before the season even started. Yeah. Their top three. I mean, think about the guys that we had to see started running back this year between Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman. I mean, it's like it's like Madden 2016. Literally, literally just like that. And you know what's great is, is about the, all their young guys got time to play. So, like, they're all now experienced. They're all going to be depth-wise. I mean, the Ravens are going to be tough to deal with. Patrick Queen, I, he might – I don't, I don't think he had the chance to like shine this year, but like watching, like he is going to quickly be like the best linebacker. He is unbelievable. He's a stud. I completely agree with that. I just, the reason for the Ravens and my brother-in-law who lives in Maryland and has grown up loving the Ravens his whole life is going to hate me for this. But the reality is it comes down to Lamar. Is Lamar going to be able to make that next step? And I mean, I love watching Lamar. It's a lot of fun. But is he going to be able to make that next step? I'm not going to say just as a passer, but just as a as a quarterback, as a leader of men, as as Matt was saying, in that cerebral aspect of the game where he's going to be able to really set things up for the Ravens. I mean, it's Kyle Stiles offense that works when they have all their people healthy. But is it mm-hmm. going to be able to work down the stretch? So I, I, I think it like will. The Ravens, I think I it will. Like I think it will. I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens have a very good shot. The one thing that scares me about the Ravens, Wink Martindale gone as a dc that is a massive loss so like that shocks me my nfc one they're all bad picks so i'm gonna throw a shot in the dark i'm gonna throw a real hail mary here 75 to 1 chance young quarterback going in it maybe this new coach can fix the defense maybe spend some 30 million dollars in cap space fix the o-line give me the chicago bears 75 to 1 to go to from the nfc it is a stretch but I love that man, Fields. I really do. I like Justin Fields a lot. Even though he he looked up and down and all around at times, I think he'll develop. I really do. I, I think that he's got a good head in his shoulders and he's going to get more mature. And with a real coach, like a real head coach, not some buffoon that just kind of sniffs his play sheet all the time. I mean, that's uh, that Nagy is out of there is like such a godsend for them. So I'm hoping Matt Eberflus can fix the defense. They'll spend some money in free agency and they'll get, they'll get fields to, to make that second year leap. I'll go with the bears 75 to one. 
I, thought, I really thought you were going to say the Lions for a second. I really thought you were going to go wild. I mean, I'm not crazy. It's not yeah, that far ankles, off. Not, I was going to say biting ankles, biting kneecaps, doing all this stuff. Dan, Cam- I said Dan Campbell. I I would run through a wall for Dan Campbell. Absolutely. We probably I probably wouldn't make it through the wall because it's the Lions, but I'd run through a wall for Dan Campbell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's concluding our ten questions. That's concluding this season of the Sunday Card. Incredible season. Season three is a wrap, as they say. So uh, it is awesome to have gotten a chance to, to do it one more time again. Uh, we'll take a bit of a hiatus probably for the next you know couple of weeks or couple of months before draft season kind of rolls around. Free agency, we'll do the free agency show. By the way, Matt, I was listening to our free agency show for 2021, uh, and we were like, the Bengals are going to be really good. The Bengals are going to be really good. And for some reason – we just decided at the end, we just decided, you know what, forget them. Yeah, bet, I bet they're under win total. Like, I'm like, just forget them. But in the beginning, we're like, the Bengals are going to be really good. We were gushing over the Bengals with all the defensive adjustments they made and all the players they brought in, which then quickly became the conversation of how they made it to the Super Bowl. I can't, I mean, we just got to maybe listen to ourselves every once in a while. Listen to ourselves at the beginning, not the end. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible aaron where can we listen to your podcast man plug up plug away oh yeah sure so um degree of difficulty right now i got the podcast uh older episodes of the podcast are still up on uh apple podcast spotify uh google podcast also uh the youtube channel is up and running degree of difficulty on youtube uh videos come out every saturday uh, last couple of weeks, we've been doing football. Like I said, football season is over. So we really get to sink our teeth in into the insanity that is the NBA season and then the uh, baseball labor agreements to see whether or not we're going to have a freaking season this year. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can hear me, just where you can see me and uh, crack some jokes. Stop on by. Beautiful. Yeah, I highly recommend that YouTube. Aaron, are you a big Daily Show fan? Daily that's Show, exact, John Stewart? Dude, that's exactly where it's coming from. Show. It's so it's so Daily Show and you do it so well. I, I love it. I really do. Like when I watch it, I'm like, this is I can tell just by the style. I'm like, I know that you're you're a Daily Show fan. So I, I, you do a really good job at it. I appreciate it, man. That's exactly where the inspiration came from. A little bit of that, a little bit of John Oliver. And I said, I could do that with sports. Let me try that. So that's where the inspiration came from. So I appreciate it. That's awesome. Next, ne- then maybe you can mock Stephen A. Smith or something as as your shtick too. <laughs> Paul, Stephen Paul A. Smith Colbert. does a really good job of mocking himself. Don't get yeah, me started. yeah. You know, yeah, you know he did have Matt. Did you see him with Dog on tonight? They had Matt. Oh, Dog I did. On tonight. I was, did. I'm pretty sure I'm just now getting my hearing back. We we try not to watch that show to be for our health. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but thank you, dude. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Aaron. Owls for life as always. So, and uh, and we'll rock on at a later date, my friend. No worries. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Maddie, thank you as well. All season long, best best co-host money can buy. Look, this is the best. We've been doing this, obviously, so we've been doing this kind of thing together, not on this necessarily airwaves, this program, but since college. And it's like, Hmm. there's nobody else I'd rather work with, especially with you and and with Lou. Thank you. Big shout out to Lou for coming on full time as our producer this year. I mean, Hmm. we added a different level to the podcast, really helped out. Uh, us, us to really kind of get this thing going. So, what to do with anybody else but you two gentlemen here? What what a sentimental thing to say. The the straw that stirs the drink over there is smiling. Now the producer uh, connoisseur uh, really has helped us out a lot. Lemon Pepper Luke, thank you so much for season three, my friend. It was a pleasure. Thanks, fellas. 
Love you guys. Is that appropriate? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, of course. Love you. <laughs> love it. Love it. Absolutely. As as they say, just passed. Yeah, that's oh, a very yeah, good there thing. you go. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good thing. As Cam Newton uh likes to say, one finger, one pinky, one thumb, one love. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Absolutely love the man. Funky Fridays every week. I love it. Uh four, Aaron Johnson of Degree of Difficulty Podcast. Four, our esteemed producer. Mr. Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, and for my excellent, great, superb, stunning co-host, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver. I'm Dan Zapata. You can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to us every Saturday at 1130, or excuse me, 11, 3, and 5 p.m. on sportscountry.net. The final week that we'll be on is this week so until for probably a couple of months and then you can listen to us sunday at 11 30 a.m to get your picks in for next year and we will have draft shows we'll do the mock draft again which was unbelievable last year it's going to be a whole big show nfl free agency the whole nine yards so thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening all season long we will see you down the road you have been listening to the final chapter here in season three of the sunday card Oh,